Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. My name is Jason Sacco and I'm your host. As a 35 plus year spondy, I'm looking to use this show to bring the spondy community closer. I'll give my lifelong battle with AS to you. That includes triumphs, tragedies, and lessons. So sit back, enjoy, and know you are not alone. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. I hope everyone is doing fantastic. This week's message is all about ways to kind of how to de-stress yourself and, you know, how to hopefully put yourself in a better position with your ankylosing spondylitis and your mental state. This last week has been a bit of a challenge as my family moves through the one-year anniversary of my father's passing. So, you know, kind of some stressful items dealing with, thinking about, and I started looking and thinking what are ways that I can help myself and and to feel better, to move through this in an easier pace? And I did turn to some meditation to help with the process, just to really to calm my mind and then looked at some pictures and, and things like that. But how do I carry this forward for ankylosing spondylitis when it's not some kind of major anniversary, but just in the day-to-day life that we deal with and have ankylosing spondylitis always present? So I came across this article that was titled Distress with AS, 10 Strategies to Ease Your Mind. And I thought, you know, I I read through them and there's a lot of really good information in it. As we all know, stress can trigger a lot of things. But for ankylosing spondylitis, the worst thing that we can get from stress is a flare. Because we don't know how long that flare is going to last. And sometimes we can control it with medication and other times it runs amok and it's just over the top and we have no ability to rein it in and it until it decides it wants to stop. That alone is enough to try and keep stress at bay and it's really something we want to focus on as much as possible. There, you know, are many ways to de-stress, you know, including properly treating your AS, practicing some relaxation techniques, talking to someone, or just finding joy in a favorite hobby or extracurricular activity. So you may experience stress, you know, for multiple reasons if you have ankylosing spondylitis with all the stuff going on right now with the COVID around the world. It could be financial, health, all sorts of things are going on that can cause stress and lead to flares. Stress can lead to AS flares, as I said, by creating tension in your body and triggering a response from your immune system. And once that happens, again, it's run amok. We don't have any easy way to control it. We can, again, use medications to help to reel it in, but, you know, that may or may not work. So what we want to do is proactively try to reduce stress, which may help to calm your mind and reduce or prevent additional ankylosing spondylitis symptoms. So, you know, try some of these methods. Number one, stick to your treatment plan. One critical factor for managing ankylosing spondylitis is to stick with what the doctor recommended you do. Um, This generally can help to reduce flares, not all the time, but it can help to uh, reduce flares and maybe that can help to alleviate some stress. So they provided a checklist of things and your treatment plan may include checking in with your doctor regularly, seeing a physical therapist or similar medical professional, staying active and eating a healthy diet, taking medications as directed, especially during flares, resting when needed, and avoiding smoking. Now, most of those I've done for pretty much my whole life. I never smoked. 
resting, you know, when you're a young guy, you go, 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 go. And, and same with people that everybody else, when you're young, you just go like crazy. So you get as much rest as you can and you just deal with it that way. Now, taking medications is, in my opinion, very important. When I was younger, there were no biologics. And when I got to a point where I could take them, the type humor and embryo or didn't work long term, I should say, for me. So that was something that uh, it wasn't until about three years ago that I was prescribed a different medication, a biologic called Cosentex, that worked great for me. Um, won't work for everybody. I know some people try it and don't have any luck with it and get on a Humira Embryl and have great luck. Everybody's different, but work with your doctor to come up with a treatment plan that works best for you. And then I had done some physical therapy recently for a hurt hip and back, and that really helped out and, and gave me some ideas about further working on the hip to try and get some mobility back into it. See as you are best able to see the different doctors and stay on any type of treatment plan. Number two, see a mental health professional. We all know that living with AS can cause, you know, emotions to be all over the place, um, whether we're easy to live with, irritable, hard to live with, probably all of the above. So consider seeing a therapist or other mental health professional to help you manage the stress. If you are married or in a uh, relationship, maybe you see like couples counseling to help with any issues that can come about because of the ankylosing spondylitis. Because I know from past relationships, there was time when my significant other, she just didn't understand what I was going through. She thought she did. She tried to, but she didn't. And it wasn't until we brought in a neutral third party that we were able to overcome some of the issues. There's different techniques that they can help you out with. They can help you deal with anxiety and depression. So, you know, whatever your symptoms are, don't be afraid to go talk to somebody that's a mental health professional and get the help that you need. Number three, stay active with low impact exercise. We all know that it's important to exercise and it's important to do whatever exercise you can do. I've said this before, you may only be able to get up and walk, say, from a living room around, you know, out to a kitchen and back and forth four or five times uh, before you're, you know, just physically unable to do anything else. If that's the case, two, three, four, five times doing that is better than nothing. And if you get that to a point where you're doing it 10 times, 12 times, the next thing you know, you're going to be outside walking on the block and then a little bit further and a little bit further. And every little bit helps. It's that baby steps to get started. So it might be swimming, like I said, walking. If you can bike, that's great. Not all of us, including me, I, I can't bike. My hips are shot, so I can swim. I was swimming before the whole COVID shutdown thing, and hopefully when the gym starts to open back up, I'll be able to get back in to use the pool. Number four, try breathing exercises. Breathing exercises can be an effective way to manage stress no matter where you are. One simple way to practice breathing exercises is to take deep, breaths very slowly. Focus on your breath and try to clear your mind of other thoughts as you inhale and exhale. You may also practice breathing exercises more intentionally in a quiet space. As you do that, you know, sit in a position that's comfortable and try to align your shoulders with your hips. While you elongate your spine, you may slack in other parts of your body like your face. Close your eyes, place a hand on your stomach and breathe in and slowly, feeling your body rise and fall with each breath. 
I have to honestly say, I don't do very much with the breathing exercises. I do every morning when I get up, I sit on the edge of my bed and do three to 10 deep breaths to try and exhale and inhale and exhale and inhale to try and stretch out the lungs and get the rib cage moving and keep that flexibility in my my rib cage going. But that's really pretty much the extent of the breathing exercises I do. Others may do more, and there's a ton of videos on YouTube that can help you get started. I'll have a link in the show notes to a video on YouTube I found on breathing exercises that may be helpful to you. Number five, try mindfulness. Mindfulness is a type of meditation that focuses on concentration on the present and letting your worries slide away. Research has found that this practice may help relieve stress, anxiety, and depression. Mindfulness and other forms of meditation may take time to learn, so try not to get frustrated if you struggle to release your stress when you first begin this practice. It'll get easier with time. You can begin to practice mindfulness by yourself at home or seeking training from a professional. This is one meditation I do twice, well, I try to do twice a day, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. I took a class, oh geez, four years ago at the Transcendental Meditation Institute or place in in San Antonio, Texas when I lived there. It was a four-day class on the basics of Transcendental Meditation. I enjoyed it. I never went back for any of the more special classes, specialized classes. I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted the basics of doing the meditation. They did show me that, and it was a fantastic item for me, and I enjoyed doing it. It does calm you. Had you asked me before I took that class if I believed in it, I would have said no. I would have, you know, scoffed at you and said that it's nuts. But after I tried it, my outlook on it changed, my view of it changed, and I completely am a a huge believer in practicing meditation now. Whatever way works best for you, there's lots of videos online on YouTube again that you can access to start meditation if you want. You don't have to go take a formalized class if you don't want to. And again, in the show notes, I'll have a link to a basic meditation video that I found on YouTube that I'll provide for you. Number six, practice Tai Chi and yoga. Well, here's the thing again. Everybody tells you, do yoga, do yoga, do yoga. And what am I telling you? Do yoga. I recently had on two guests that talked about their practice. They do yoga for AS, which is their Facebook page. I'm going to have a link to Jamie and Jeff's episode in the show notes, and I would encourage you to to listen to it. Both of them have ankylosing spondylitis. So this isn't some type of deal where we're going to stretch into pretzel positions and and go crazy and you're going to be in so much pain you can't stand it. Now, both of these gentlemen are great at yoga and can really do some advanced positions, but they're doing videos for people like me and you that are just starting off. I can't sit on the floor. I can't get into a cross-leg position. There's no way that can happen. So they designed videos for people like me that can't do that. You start off sitting on the couch, some basic stretching. I've been slowly incorporating the yoga for ASN, 
and I'm very happy with both what Jamie and Jeff do. So I can't recommend that enough to you to go and check out that video series, check out Yoga for AS on Facebook, and incorporate it in. I think you'll really benefit from it. Number seven, get a massage. Normally, when you can and everything's open, I love to get massages. I, even though my back is fused, I love it when the masseuse really, really works on that lower spine of mine. Pushes, prods, it'll usually, you know, manipulate it a little bit. And I had a masseuse in San Antonio that, that knew and was familiar with AS and was very good about how she worked on my lower back. I don't have that up here now, and I haven't been able to find a masseuse with everything being closed for the last three, four months. But once that opens back up again, I'm going to be looking for that. You know, getting a massage, it can help reduce your stress and provide other health benefits if you have AS. There was a study done that found that massage has other clinical benefits for those with AS beyond stress reduction, such as pain relief in the lower back. So discuss this type of uh, treatment with your with your rheumatologist or your general practitioner or both they may have some good referrals for you as to a masseuse to see and then go in and and check it out see if it help is helpful to you number eight engage in hobbies find something you like to do Uh, for me my main hobby is this podcast i love doing it i love interacting with the people that contact me I'm also starting a second podcast on the history and traveling and recreational opportunities in the local area where I live. So those are two simple things for me to help relieve stress. What do you like to do? Is it garden? Is it fishing? Is it just going out for a hike? Is it photography? What is it? There's so many things you can do. Do a hobby that you like. And again, even if it's something as simple as walking and whatever, you know, just around a park go for it get the exercise see if you can walk a neighbor's dog for them whatever helps you to relax and enjoy uh, some some time out of the house go for it number nine talk to friends or family well this is kind of another unique one in that so many people are now sequestered or or staying in social distancing and not as many people getting together that can be a little more challenging it's been very challenging for me. Well, I've gotten together with lots of family and, and really not changed around that too much. There's been literally no going out with friends, no going to any public places. So that's been really a, a challenge to me. And I'm really looking forward to the day when you can go back and just stop at the local tavern to mix it up with some friends and shoot the breeze and have a good time and, and talk with folks. So that's really... Uh, It's really made this summer the weirdest one I've ever experienced. Number 10, keep a journal. Well, this is a really good thing to do, and you can journal your thoughts, your feelings, or maybe you want to start a journal on just your pain on any given day, and writing about it might help to get you to better diagnosis. Uh, Who knows? There's all sorts of things that can come from journaling, and while it won't necessarily reduce your pain, you can share that journal if it's medically based with your doctor so that they can see how you're doing. Your other option is I had a gentleman on here not too long ago, James Allen, and James developed an app to put on your phone called Chronic Insights. 
James has ankylosing spondylitis, and this app is a way to track your pain in any given spot and then use that to create uh, exportable files to provide to your doctor so that uh, they can see what you're dealing with. So I'll have a link to that show in the show notes, and then you can go out, whether it be an iPhone or an Android phone, to look for the Chronic Insights app to document the pain that you're having associated with ankylosing spondylitis. So those are basically 10 items that you can incorporate one or more of to try and help with distressing your life. It might be a hobby or journal or you know whatever we just discussed that is very beneficial for you. And that's what's really key is doing something that you'll like, doing something that you'll stick with, and incorporating that so that you are getting some type of benefit, some type of joy, some type of calm for it. So again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Please go out to spondypodcast.com and sign up for the Whenever I Feel Like Sending It Out newsletter. You can also look and access uh, Ankylosing Spondylitis podcast t-shirts there and a number of other things. And if you like the show and find value in it, please don't hesitate to stop at the buymeacoffee.com link and make a donation to help keep the show growing. Again, I really appreciate all you listeners. It's fantastic connecting with you. Feel free to send me an email at jason at spondypodcast.com, and that's Jason with a Y, J-A-Y-S-O-N, at spondypodcast.com. Love to hear from you. So take care and have a wonderful week.